Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, Jesus, I Am Resting, Resting. In 1898, a school teacher polled 1,440 children aged 12 to 14 
to find out what sort of heroes the children had. In that era, 90% of the children picked their heroes from history and literature. Washington and Lincoln led the list, followed by Whittier, Clara Barton, Julius Caesar, and Christopher Columbus. Very few of them gave first place to living notables, even such national characters as champion skater John Johnson or heavyweight boxer James J. Corbett. Midway during the 20th century, a professor in the Massachusetts State Teachers College took a similar poll and discovered a great change in youth. Only 35% picked their heroes from history. Franklin Roosevelt had passed Washington and Lincoln, though Clara Barton still led among the women. 37% went to the contemporary stars of screen, sport, radio, and the comics. Four times as many boys chose Gene Autry as chose Jesus Christ, and most girls chose movie stars. Today, the youth idolize sports figures, TV and movie stars, and rock or rap singers. Run-ins with the law over violence, theft, and vandalism only elevate the celebrities to a higher level of adoration and esteem. General immorality runs rampant, but few, if any, are held accountable for it. Christian parents should seek in every way to place their children under the finest spiritual influence at all times to impress upon them the necessity of righteous living. Born-again parents should lead their children to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ as personal Savior. No parent should allow the child to grow up without setting the example of prayer and teaching the way of salvation. To see a child growing up without Christ is a far greater dereliction of duty than to have children growing up without learning to read and to write. Listen now as Scott Delosier sings for us his beautiful song entitled, Wonderful, Merciful Savior. Savior, precious Redeemer and friend, who would have thought that a lamb could rescue the souls of men? Oh, you've rescued the souls of men. Counselor, comforter, keeper Spirit we long to embrace You offer hope when our hearts have Hopelessly lost our way Oh, we've hopelessly lost our way Oh, 
Join the morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. We invite you to listen to or watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook at Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altoonabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14. And there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at area code 814-942-2131. Listen now as Larry Ritchie plays for us the piano this beautiful song, Faith of Our Fathers.
the late Percy Crawford, widely known evangelist and radio preacher, had just finished an evening meeting in New York City and started for his car to drive back to Philadelphia. It was about 10.30 p.m. A man who had attended the service urged the evangelist to inspect his private art collection before leaving. Frankly acknowledging that he was no connoisseur of artwork, he nonetheless agreed to give the man a half hour. In the art room, behind heavily bolted doors, the walls were literally covered with expensive paintings. Their owner delightfully singled out one after another. That one, he said, cost me $600,000, and that one cost $400,000. Others involved sums up to $800,000. Finally, at 12.30 a.m., Crawford left. Amazed at what he had seen, but making strong mental comparison between the joy he had in serving the Lord Jesus Christ and this man's delight in worldly possessions. An hour later, while driving home, Crawford came across a crowd gathered around a huge truck that had crashed head-on into the abutment of an underpass. Pushing his way through the crowd, Crawford identified himself to the police and a doctor as a minister. How can I help, he asked. They told him that the driver was pinned inside the cab, badly hurt. If he wanted to talk with him, he could climb up into the cab. Introducing himself to the driver as a minister, Crawford talked to the man about his soul. The driver's stoic response was, Just as soon as they get this weight off my stomach and legs, I'll be all right. The driver didn't seem to realize that he was severely injured, nor did Crawford feel free to say that there might not be any hope of saving his life. After repeated appeals for the man to consider Christ's offer of eternal life, Crawford climbed sadly from the cab. Crawford waited the scene for nearly two hours in the hope that he might have another opportunity to deal with the injured driver. The feverish rescue attempt continued until the doctors realized that there was little hope. One of them climbed to the bridge and making a megaphone of his hand called out to the crowd, Is that minister still here? Crawford immediately responded, The doctors advised that the driver was bleeding to death from a severe injury. Rescue work ceased while the preacher climbed back into the cab, informed the injured man of his plight, and once more presented the story of salvation in Christ. He was happy to hear the driver acknowledge Christ as his Savior. Asked if he had a message to be taken to anyone, the new believer said, Tell my wife that I love her and hope that she will take Christ as her Savior too. The man was finally removed, but he was dead upon arrival at the hospital. Crawford had hesitated to spend a half hour viewing so-called precious art, but he had waited two hours for the opportunity to lead a dying man to the living Savior. He knew the value of time and spent his portion wisely. Before any of us expected Time will soon be over for each of us. And if we receive the Lord Jesus Christ our Savior, we will be with Him in heaven. Will anyone be there because of the way that you spent your time? 
listen to these words as Bill Burkett, Larry Grabo, Dave Kepler, and John Harris sing this beautiful song, I Will Glory in the Cross. I boast not of works, nor tell of the deeds, for not have I done to merit His grace. All glory and praise shall rest upon Him, so willing to die in my place. Suffering all be in vain. I will weep no more for the cross that he bore. I will glory in the cross. My trophies and crowns, my robes stained with sin. Was all that I had to lay at his feet, unworthy to eat from the table of life, till all made provision for me. I will glory in the cross, in the cross. His suffering all be in vain. I will weep no more for the cross that he bore. I will glory in the cross. I will weep no more for the cross that Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for a Bible study portion for our broadcast, and this morning the topic of our Bible study is Christian Fathers. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8, My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. We celebrate Father's Day here in the United States to thank fathers for their impact upon the lives of their children. Father's Day has become a day not only to honor your father, but all men who act as father figures. This morning, let's just think upon some biblical fathers or father figures. Eli, whose name means God is high. The priest at Shiloh during Samuel's youth. He is a judge of Israel for 40 years. What about his two sons? Eli had two faithless sons and also raised Hannah's son Samuel as a servant in the temple. Eli is remembered for his ineffectiveness against his two evil sons, Hafni and Phinehas. 
Because of this failure, Samuel was called to pronounce Eli's doom and the removal of his family from the priestly office. His two sons were killed in battle with the Philistines and the Ark of the Covenant of God was taken in battle. The verb heard is used twice in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 22 and 24. Why did Eli have to hear about his son's lifestyles? Shouldn't he have known this? The sins of his sons include sacrilege and immorality. They paid little attention to the proper ritual of the sacrifices and less to their meaning. They used the priestly office merely for a livelihood. It appears that he faced his sons with this rebuke only when he was an old man and they were adults. In other words, he let their behavior go on unchecked for years. They, sh- they would not listen to the voice of their father. Why should they? They had not listened before and apparently there had been no voice before. So why should their father begin talking to them now? Then a messenger from God, a man of God is sent to Eli and then the messenger tells him something. It seems like Eli knew what was going on, 1 Samuel 3.13, but did nothing about it. He failed as a father with his two sons. David was a man after God's own heart, but yet we know of his sins, and because of that, his family was in turmoil. Mordecai, though not the physical or biological father of Queen Esther, certainly can be seen as a father figure to her. There are little comments threaded throughout the book of Esther that provide insight into Mordecai and his impact upon her life. Esther 2.20 Esther had not shown kindness, shown her kindness nor her people as Mordecai had charged her, for Esther did the commandment of Mordecai like as when she was brought up with him. When the moment of truth came in Esther's life, when she is faced with a decision as to whether or not she should enter into the presence of her husband, the king, and confront him concerning Haman and the edict to kill all of her people. It was Mordecai who instructed her and helped her to take that leap of faith, that leap of heroism. After years of implanting valuable advice and counsel into Esther's life, the reward for Mordecai came at that precise moment. He got positive response from her in the critical moments because he had taught her the force and value of his wisdom in the early years. And that's found in Esther chapter 4 verses 14 down through verse number 16. And of course the words she would say, if I perish, I perish. Timothy had a godly mother, Eunice, and a godly grandmother, Lois. However, his father was Greek and he was unsaved. The Apostle Paul, though not the biological father of Timothy, he had a great impact and an important impact upon his spiritual life and his spiritual well-being. Philippians chapter 2, verse number 20 to 22. For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state, for all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. But you know that the proof of him, that as a son with a father, he has served with me in the gospel. So on this Father's Day, Christian fathers need to be examples to their children. Examples of not just sending their children to Sunday school or church, but taking them, showing them the importance and how important it is. Examples of how Christ can live through an individual. 
how much better it would be for children of today to have a godly influence and a godly example to follow. More than ever in our society, we know all what's going on. More than ever, we need to raise children who would come to know the Lord as their Savior that are raised in the Word of God and they're committed to the Lord and they're committed to the Lord to live a godly life and understand, as Galatians 2.20 talks upon, that I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not it's not I that liveth, but it is Christ that liveth in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So we extend to all listening who are listening to the fathers, a very happy Father's Day. And we trust that each of you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. If there's anyone who's never trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, you need to trust Him right now, right where you're at, before it's eternally too late. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, For by grace are you saved through faith that not of yourselves is a gift of God. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. The only way is through the Lord Jesus Christ. Won't you believe and trust Him right now, right where you're at? Proverbs chapter 1 verse 8 My son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. And we know the importance of fathers, of mothers, of parents today, of Christian fathers raising their children in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. listening to join the morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Jesus.